Hello, everybody. It's Grizzly from Lexington, Kentucky. Coast to coast around the world. Welcome back from the last show. We're live again. I have a special guest on stage, Mr. David Mills. Does he have some information from us that we're going to enjoy? Maybe we'll get some questions answered that we don't know about. But who knows? Let's go to Mr. David and see what he thinks. How you doing, Mr. David? Well, I'm doing great. Glad to be on. All right. So tell me a little about yourself. Wow. Well, I'm a, actually, I'm 48 years old. I live in Indiana, which uh, if anybody in the Bigfoot world knows, Indiana is growing for sightings and everything. Yeah, we're at in Indiana. Uh, I live east of Indianapolis, a little town called Greenfield. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, not too far, just a hop, skip, and jump down to probably one of the, well, they call it the greatest monster hunt ever, the Mill Race <laughs> Monster. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so uh, we float flat rock quite a bit, trying to, you know, see what we find. We've actually found some rock structures out there. Don't know if uh, it was really anything or not. Some kids down there playing joke or not. No tracks, all sand. So who knows how long they've been there. But, uh, yeah, I've been... I'd say researching and investigating, you know, I, I go a lot on my research from eyewitness accounts. I mean, there's so much information. I mean, we can say regurgitate information all night long. Everybody talks about, you know, uh, just, you know, maybe my point of view matches some people's, but you know, it probably doesn't with a lot, you know, um, well, and, and I always person. tell everybody, sir, that number one, nobody's an expert. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know, uh, everything that we encounter, research, interview people is all theories and theorized. Sure. You know, that's, and it's all hearsay. That's exactly right. You know, um, so, yeah. you know, there might be a few out there that actually interact with these, whatever they are. I think they are some sort of animal. Um but, you know, I've been doing this, you know, like I said, over 15 years now. I said probably 15 years, uh, four years ago. So, you know, we're climbing up there. But the fascination has been with me since I was a kid. I grew up in Oklahoma. Oh, uh, wow. Southwest Southwest Oklahoma. Uh, you don't hear a lot about the Southwest, more of the Southeast. But um, had friends that hunted Boggy Creek, um, seen the movie Boggy Creek. And I actually seen it before I seen the Patterson-Gimlin film. Um, you know, in the early 80s in Oklahoma, small town Oklahoma, you didn't have a lot right. of uh, material to research back then. So you just go off your buddy's stories and what their dads have told you and, uh, in, you know, your own personal accounts, which I have had some. And now that I've looked into so long, I would have to say I've probably been pretty close to them, but never actually physically seen them. Uh, I know they're there. There's there's no way this has been sighted this long and not something to be there. You know what I mean? Well, and, you know, my daughter's a little over 18 years old, and, and like I told her, she has no idea how it was like when we grew up, because I'm 48, too. Oh, man, you the know, 80s were the greatest. When we had Pong, remember Pong on right, TV? Yeah. Tennis, Dude. black and white screen, Pong. Yes, yeah. man, I, I was the kid on the block with that game. Hey, I had kids kidding. all in my living room playing with me, but, yeah. but no, remember. you're right, so... Yeah. We see yeah, all the technology come about being invented, uh, you know, but 
luckily it is where it is today. I don't get into, uh, I don't spend my life on Facebook by any means. Um, I think it's an addiction, honestly, but you know, uh, that's one I try to stay away from. I try to, you know, spend my time with my family and then also be out in the woods and, and, and investigate and do what I really love to do. We, you know, we do dual purpose. A lot of times we hunt, and fish and you know we're always got our eyes on for bigfoot or proof of you know or signs of right uh, yeah so you know it's dual purpose you know we go out and have a good time yeah lion counters you hear or sitting around a campfire you know um myself i think for the biggest part this thing is some sort of predator um i was in the military uh and that being said i think um, how do I want to put this? Uh, if you, I guess ignorance is bliss more or less. Okay. Yeah. You know, everybody says, okay, they're being covered up this, that, or the other thing. Uh, but anyway, um, but sitting around a campfire is where you're going to have your most stories and, uh, or just accidentally walking up on them. I mean, honestly, um, seems fishermen catch it more than, you know, um, hunters. And I think that is because they know what a gun is and what it does, and it can hurt them. Uh, I, I do I actually believe that. And I've actually heard stories to where Sasquatch or Bigfoot actually seen a rifle and actually walked off. Oh, yeah. I've heard that story many, many times oh, or yeah. seeing it and reacting some way negative, you know. Right. And, and then leaving the premises pretty quickly. Right. Um, just I, I but so we don't do a whole lot of running through the woods at night hooping and hollering um hoosier national forest is the big spot down here everybody goes to uh charles dean forest um so it's so there's so many people out there it's really you know it's really difficult to go at nighttime and find something like that so i think we go do a lot of boondock camping not in a campground we go hiking woods uh find a spot to get set up and that's what we do. Um, so I think that's going to be your biggest, um, biggest chance to actually seeing one or having a, a good hard experience with one. I totally agree with you on that. Yes. I don't think, uh, being a human going into a predator like that's home at nighttime is the wisest thing in the world. <laughs> right. Um, right. By no means, you know, I, by no means am I ever going to let anything run me out of the woods. I mean, I've been in the woods my whole life and that's not going to happen. If it does, it's going to be, it's going to, have to be really, really bad for, I don't well, go back in the woods again. I'll uh, tell you this. If I'm ever on an expedition with you, I use a cane to walk. Cause I hurt myself on the job when I was in law enforcement. Yeah. And I feel sorry for the person that trips and falls. <laughs> yeah it's, uh, it's like the old bear saying uh why are you taking your shoes off for because i run faster well, yeah you're not gonna run that bear no i just need to outrun you <laughs> absolutely yeah absolutely. i'm waiting for that day you know uh, we used to float the river down there washita river i have discovered there has been some sightings along the washita river since i lived there um but uh we used to float down the river beaver hunting at night in a john boat and oh, wow. Float, yeah. And floating down the river, we'd hear, I mean, no, you know, throwing enough rocks in the water by now at 48, you know, you know what, what side of the rock's going to make what sound. Okay. It's not a right. in the water. I'd say this is a, a, a rock basic, ba about the size of a 
uh, basketball probably, you know. And you'd hear that as we're floating down the river, kind of following us to cut the hood, you know. It's and it's like I'd, I'd ask dad, dad, what is that? He goes, oh, I believe it's a beaver, you know. And I'm like, dad, beavers don't go cut the hood, they slap, you know. <laughs> that don't sound like a good theory to me, you know. But we, you know, being a kid, I was a tough kid, you know, raised up, you know, pretty rough, but uh, wasn't scared of much. So I didn't let it freak me out and didn't get chased out of, I mean, my biggest incident in the woods is running face to face with a big wolf out there. And uh, me 10 years old, 410 shotgun, one shell left, you know? Oh <laughs> yeah. I remember those days. What's that? So I remember those days. Oh yeah. You know, back then, you know, we'd get turned loose at 10, you know, 10 years old to go hunt. You know, we were raised to be more responsible back then, I guess. I don't know, but yeah. Um, I would have never turned my son loose at 10 because I know how he was. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, and I've, you know, uh, went to Maine. That was probably really one of the weirdest experience I've had. Um, it did send chills up my spine and, uh, you know, gave me the jitters quite a bit. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't scared. I was more nervous. I think it's just something like something in the back of my mind saying, you know, there's something else here with you. And it was just a, a real surreal surrounding I went in. You know, I walked in up this trail. Uh, we're 100 miles from the Canadian border, by the way. At Patton oh, Maine. wow. Yeah, and uh, we're up there deer and bear hunting. But I'm hiking up this trail, and um, I come to a giant, I mean, the the um, the ceiling on, or, you know, the, the, um, the overhead cover was so thick. The talls were so, the trees were so tall. Um, but anyway, and this is November and, um, I walk out into basically like a giant clearing, something that you'd see like in maybe a, a fantasy movie or something. It was just uh -huh. really, really strange. Just like seven little creeks coming through and joining and, and intertwining through this perfectly covered, um, moss covered everything. It was just all moss covered. It was really, really cool. Um, I have pictures of it somewhere from that trip, but, uh, but when I stepped in that clearing, it just boy, something just really rubbed me wrong. It just, I felt the hackles on the back of my neck stand up and I'm like, mm, it doesn't feel right. But right, I, went out, right. I went about a hundred yards into it, threw my tree on it or I stand on a tree and climbed it. And that's where I sat the rest of the day. But, uh, it was really strange. Um, you know, and I've walked into those walls of smell, you, you know, bad odor that you smell out there right. in Oklahoma, uh, just be walking along. All of a sudden, it's just like it just came from nowhere. It was like, what is that? There's something dead around here, you know, and you're looking around. I'm looking around. Uh, and you wouldn't see anything, you know. There was just nothing there. And I say, it's awful strange. It's so strong. It smells like I'm standing right on top of it, but I don't see anything. And, you know, out in Oklahoma, you got rattlesnakes, copperheads, and everything else. So you're pretty aware of your surroundings when you're walking through the woods out there. Mm -hmm. That is correct. Yeah. But that is uh, correct. It's just, uh, it's, it's, I just feel it's been around for a really, really long time. <laughs> uh, where it comes from, I can't say. Some people may be right and say it's uh, uh, friendly forest people. I don't get that all of them are that way. <laughs> I mean, you, there's too many bad sightings and, you know, bad encounters with them for them all to be good, you know, but you do hear the occasional good story that comes out of people. Um, but you just kind of have to sift through all that and, you know, see what you think. I don't 
I don't try to put myself into one area where I say, hey, this is a hundred percent what it is because there's no way I can do that. Um, we do post stuff on Facebook, but we don't post all these branches leaning against trees and whatnot because I've seen enough dead fall. I can stand underneath the tree and pretty much tell you every way, which, which way everything fell from to make this happen. Right. Um, it just, people just want to be so excited about having that encounter because it's become, it's blown up so big. Um, everybody wants to see one until they see it, I think, <laughs> you know? And yeah, and I'll touch on that a little bit later, but uh, what, what, what you're saying right now. And first off, I want to thank all the admins and moderators on Facebook for letting me go live in their groups. I greatly appreciate it. That means a lot to me. Thanks for showing me love. Uh, I'll return the gratitude any way I can. So thank you. Is that uh, people do believe in certain ways when it comes to Sasquatch. And they are stuck in believing this way is the only way. Yes. And the problem I have with that is that the people that I interview and speak with there's so many different encounters with this creature, animal, beast, whatever you want to call it. You know, they, it seems like there's like four or five different classifications that we can talk about. You know, you have your one group that says it's flesh and blood only. And if you don't believe, you don't join my group. Right. Yeah. You know, and and, I, and I'm thinking. Well, first off, we're not we're not SS, so don't brainwash your members, right? Right. Right. You no. Know, uh, scientist has taught us what to believe in and what not to believe. That's they also tell right. us what we hear, we have not heard, what we seen, we have not saw or unseen, or something like that. Right. But then you got monsters washing up on beaches across yeah. the world yeah. that are unexplainable. Right. Fishermen in their nets catching things that are monsters that are unexplainable. Right. And what, what really kills me is when they wash up on beaches, you know, you have the civilians down there freaking out, taking pictures and poking it with the stick and blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden, the city or county government comes down with the backhoe and buries it on the beach. Yep. <laughs> and it's like, where's the flatbed pickup truck? Take it back to the lab. Let's let's look at it. I mean, you got it right there. Why not? Right. Uh, I think uh, I think. You know, I know, I mean, just from the stories that I've heard from, you know, so many sources, these things have been discovered by the government in some shape, form or fashion. I don't know why. Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. They have been killed. They have been reclaimed. Um, absolutely. That leaves the big question is why don't they want you to know? Um, Follow the money. Well, yeah, you follow the money. You know, I get I, that's that's a big theory. It's going to hurt rec, outdoor recreation all the way around. Everybody's going to lose billions and billions, maybe even trillions of dollars. Um, you know, I don't really think they can actually set force aside if they were to say that they existed. Uh, I mean, how are you going to control something that can't be controlled? I mean, you can't say, you know, it's, you know, 
it, it's not like you could put them in one area and say, hey, you have to stay here. Uh, that's not going to work. <laughs> it's not going to work at all. So, but the camping, the fishing, the hunting, you know, I think any wise outdoorsman that has not had an encounter with Bigfoot, Dogman, whatever, um, or even a lot that have, okay, a lot of these people that see this that are hunters, a lot of them are older men that have been around a bit. Um, and uh, a wise a wise hunter would say, okay, in 40 years of hunting, I've seen this thing at 100 yards away or 50 yards away, whatever. Um, and now I'm never going back in the woods. I don't think a, 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 an avid outdoorsman, you've had that one encounter in 40 years. What's the chances of you doing that again, unless you go back to the same spot and they just happen to be there? I, That's true. I, 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 I take, I'll take that. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, but I do feel people go missing from time to time and it's due to these things. Um, but as far as being a friendly or a forest creature, yeah, I agree with that. They are a forest creature. They've definitely mastered their environment. They're perfect camouflage, but then you get into the stuff you can't explain. And that's what everybody wants to shine. <laughs> it's like, um, you got trackways and snow leading into an open field and just vanish. Uh, that's that right. Mean? These things step behind a tree and are just gone. That's um, right. It's like you got, it, you got them on flare, right? And, and they just shrink they to just a shrink little ball and just disappear and go away, right? So yeah. So um, my other theory to this is, you know, it, it's popular with some people, but I, I don't really care who it's popular with because that's what I, I feel just because that's the way my mind works, I guess. Um, since I was a kid, I've always been in, you know, super enthused with aliens. Um, right. And then I started hearing reports of aliens with Bigfoot, aliens yeah, coming out of spaceships. Um, I don't know exactly how much of that I believe unless you, you start, you okay, you got this one story, great. Now, if you get 10 others that saying they saw this same thing, different areas, no, not knowing each other, anything like that, then you got to start looking at it. it. You know, if more than one person says it, you got to look at it, I think. Um, but you hear about the orbs of light in the woods, very, very mm -hmm. big. Um, and a lot of times, but it's scrubbed from reports for unknown reasons um, that these orbs showed up before or after or even during a Bigfoot encounter or sighting. <clears throat> So I don't know how you explain the woo factor, everybody calls it. Um, oh, God, you brought up the woo factor. Everybody's going to fall apart and melt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, uh, I, you know, you just can't help but think, you know, they've been in cave paintings for ages. Uh, same with aliens, though. Uh, you know, you've got depictions of UFOs in Egyptian. Hieroglyphs, paintings. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it kind of seems like this stuff almost goes back as far as our histories have ever been recorded. So who's to say they're not part of an alien culture that came here to see if they can survive, thrive, got stranded, who knows? Um, so maybe, you know, that could be one of the reasons the government don't want you to know about them. Cause if you know about them just being in the woods, great. If you know they're in the woods and they're an alien for sure, then yeah, it's not going to be so great. Well, and I agree with all that. And one of my theories that I always said is follow the money. And I'll explain that here in a minute. But, you know, number one, nobody's an expert in the field. Right. I never claim to be an expert. 
Right. I based all my information off of testimony of witnesses I interview and their encounters and of course hearsay stories. Sure. And most of them match up to the other stories that we have heard that other people say don't exist. It can't happen. Right. Well, you got to think outside the box because they're seeing something that's happening yeah. like that. And uh, when you go back in history and see those paintings and carvings, you know, Daniel Boone killed a Bigfoot in Kentucky. Yep. With his uh, black powder rifle. Yep. Kentucky. That's been a hell of a shot. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. what they, what they do with the body, I could never tell you. You know, I mean, I mean, we can talk and say, I mean, I'm a big time hunter, of course, but um, we can say here talk about, you know, if you kill one with a, a, a gun or not. Yeah, you can not doubt my mind. It's just shot placement. Um, but don't want to go too much into that because that'll stir up something. Yeah, right. So as what you know, I, I don't express a lot of my opinions anywhere, just to my friends, family that I, you know, um, but I have some family encounters that happened in Eastern Kentucky. Um, you know, my grandpa told me a story of, you know, I've, I told some other people this, but I'll say it again. You know, um, my grandpa told me a story when he worked in the coal mines down in Kentucky, Eastern Kentucky, uh, I believe he said it was in the mid to late thirties. And um, he says, uh, well, I was talking to him about Bigfoot one day. He goes, well, I've seen a werewolf. I'm like, he talking about grandpa. We're out on the fishing boat, you know, just me and him just talking. He goes, yeah, I seen a werewolf. I said, well, where did you see a werewolf at? He said, well, down there in London. And I've tried to do research on this, see if I could find any kind of articles, any kind of reports of anything. But uh, this is my grandpa, no nonsense kind of guy, you know, growing up in the coal mines from a kid, you know. Uh, but he said uh, in London, in them times, uh, a, a group of fox hunters came in town with a wagon and had one on the back of it. I'm like, they had a werewolf on the back of a wagon. He goes, yeah, apparently the, the fox hounds baited up and they shot it and killed it and brought it back to town. I'm like, wow. really? I said, well, what did it look like? He goes, well, it had a, uh, a dog's lower half. He said it had a human's upper half, human arms and whatnot, hands. And uh, he said it, it had human features in the face, but it had an elongated snout on it that stuck out. And uh, he had, said it had glowing red eyes. Um, I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, you know, and I was like, okay, cool. You know, we're just fought grandfather and grandson sitting there, you know, yakking. Uh, so a few years went by and I said, Hey grandpa, didn't you tell me one time about a werewolf? And he goes, yeah. He goes, I saw one down in London and he told me the story again. He hadn't remembered that he had told me that. And so he told me the story again and it matched up perfectly. I'm like, well, he sounds like he really saw something, you know? Um, but uh and about a year and a half ago i was well, about a year ago now uh because it's during deer season it's down my folks house down in tennessee and uh not too far from one of your guests that you just had elijah henderson when, uh -huh. I, get, when I can i get down and try to see him uh been to the lbo with him and his father and his mother and sister uh great people uh they raised up two fine young adults there they're they yeah i know they're smiling down happy right now so uh but anyway uh I sent talking to mom on the porch. I, she goes, you know, 
there was this used to be this guy that looked in our back door. We were just talking about anything random at that point. I'm not even, I don't even remember exactly what we were talking about, but she said there was this big guy that used to look in our back porch up in the holler up in Kentucky. I'm like, big guy looking your porch. He goes, yeah. She said, yeah, it was that, you know, it was that house that was haunted that we lived in. She goes, stuff would always, you know, something would always hit the walls and stuff like that. And she goes, but this big guy kept looking in the back door. I'm like, what are you talking about, big guy? She goes, I don't know, but his head was ginormous. He, We thought he was just a homeless guy. He goes, me and my cousins and sisters sitting around the kitchen, you know, just being, I, I think she said they were, you know, between 10 and 12 years old, something like that. Right. And uh, she said, yeah, he'd come there, you know, a couple, two or three times a week and look through the back window. I'm like, you, let, you mean grandpa let that happen? She goes, oh, we never told him because he never hurt anybody. You know, we just thought he was no homeless guy up in the woods. I'm like, mom, you know, you know, I'm into Bigfoot and all that. Right. She goes, yeah. I said, I'm pretty sure you probably had maybe one of those looking in your back window and hitting your house and whatnot. And she goes, you think so? I'm like, yeah. I said, it, it kind of sounds that way unless your house was haunted and you just had a random homeless guy running around looking in your back window. I say, that's probably where I'd point that. Right. But uh, I said, I, all these years, and you've never told me that story. And she goes, well, it never made sense to me. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this part. A uh, week and a half ago, I couldn't sleep. And I thought about what you said about not coming forward. You know, uh, my groups that I have, uh, no trolls are allowed, no bullying, no emojis. If you don't think it's real or don't believe in it, don't like it, you scroll on, period. Right. And on my team, I have state police, police, retired police, uh, paramedics, psychics, mediums. Did I already say that? No, I don't think so. Okay. Then I have a couple of civilians. And now I'm working on a, a preacher that just got, got a hold of me, a Catholic oh, priest. Nice. So I have a well-developed team to where if I'm in bed, somebody's still monitoring it 24 hours a day because everybody's work schedule is different. And sure. I'm a firm believer of not having people do that to others because that comprehends or not comprehends that prevents them from coming forward because they're like look at old johnny man he got crucified you know he just showed a picture and and they made fun of him from from here to shinola you know yeah. i don't want that and you know and i and i stopped and thought about that that night i couldn't sleep then i went back and looked at you know some of the groups they all had the same rules you know, no bullying, no ghosting or anything. Right. But I know it's hard to monitor if you don't have enough staff or everybody goes to bed at the same time or whatnot. It's hard to catch if you're not, you know, monitoring it fully. That's why I'm overstaffed. Yep. Sounds like you've got it figured out. <laughs> yes, sir, I do. And I want people to come forward and tell their stories. So when I start my three groups in the podcast, uh, I do podcasts with audio only because they don't want to show their faces, which is fine. You know, the story's getting out. But I also have an opportunity to where people could come forward 
and hit a button and post anonymously on the page without anybody knowing who they are. Very cool. So this way they can come forward and share their encounters and stories and not fear being ridiculed by family, friends, co-workers. I mean, can you imagine being a police officer or a state trooper and you're on here posting Bigfoot stuff and your lieutenant and major finds out? I mean, I think you're going to have a little problem there. Yeah, I, I think you could be in some trouble there. They're going to start so, probably sending right. you for a psych evaluation immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so, but I do agree about that. So yeah. the more and more I thought about that, I looked at other things too. And admins and moderators, I'm not singling anybody out. I'm just I'm just stating my opinions only. You know, I love each one of you all because you all show me great love. I want to toss that out there. But I noticed that uh, the groups don't share information together. And I'm like, if you're a Bigfoot group and there's a Bigfoot group, you all should be sharing evidence back and forth, techniques, tools of the trade, what works for you, because this person may not do that. And they're like, oh, I need to try that. So I thought about all that. And when I did, I came up, unfortunately, with another Facebook group. Let me see if I can find it here. I can never remember the name of it. I'm, I'm terrible with names and stuff. But when I designed this Facebook group, I designed with all that in mind. And I thought hardly how to get this to work unitedly with other groups, admins, members, and so forth. And it's not like, you know, trying to steal somebody's member or somebody's thunder or group members that belong in the group for years. No, that's that's not my point. And by the way, uh, somebody says uh, you're awesome. I threw that up on the board. I think that's Cryptid Studios Institute. Yeah, Cryptid Studies. Yeah, that's the line yeah. Anderson. So, and the group is called Share Your Evidence podcast evps footprints house and grounds and i'm going to send that to you i don't think you have it i don't think so yeah i'll definitely look that for sure and uh the reason why i have that there is for people like you that do research and you do have evidence you know you can share it right with other like minds Absolutely. And they're not going to judge you. They won't. Right. That, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's me, no, by the way. Yeah, you know, I I catch flack at work. I mean, they don't really give me flack for it at work. I, I'm a, actually a service manager of a pretty large plumbing company for plumbing division. Um, mm -hmm. So my boss and CEO um, <laughs> and owner, they're always, well, Dave, are you going Bigfoot hunting this weekend? I'm like, yeah, I'm heading out this weekend, you know. Uh, but they, they, it's become just a, a running little funny thing around the shop just because they know the kind of guy I am, how serious I am, you know, usually. But I like to have fun, too, joke around, you know. Oh, absolutely. But, but I'm responsible for a lot of money every year, so I could, there's a business side to me, too. Um, so they know what kind of guy I am, so they really uh, feel them have actually started looking into it and trying to, you know, 
trying to figure out how crazy I am, I guess. <laughs> but uh, right. Yeah, the you know, I we have our we have our little group too. Um, you know, we have a Facebook group. Um, but sorry about that. Um okay. Have our own little Facebook group too, and our little team that goes out. It's me, my two brothers. Uh sometimes my wife goes with us, but she's not, she's definitely not a believer. She gives me, she ribs me more over than about anybody I'd say. That will change. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I am, you know, I really, I mean, they've already been taken into custody or whatever, how you want to say it, possessed by the government in some way, shape, form, fashion. So they know they're I there. So I don't feel if you even kill one, you're going to do any good by bringing it anywhere. I think you're just going to find yourself in a lot of trouble. A um, lot of trouble. And I think the National Guard will be there before you get the body out of the woods because you're going to have to call people to help carry it out. Yep. And those people are going to be in shock and all. They're going to call people that know what they're doing. They're going to call people that know what they're doing to help so-and-so little johnny and somebody in law enforcement's going to find out right and they're going to make a phone call and before you got the body out the national guard shows up yep. so <laughs> in all the facebook groups i know you don't like me saying this but first thing i do is cut off the head and one of the hands yeah i mean I, i'm totally that yeah if i ran across one dead or now i tell you if i'm in the woods and i'm armed which i always am in the woods and i ran across one as long as it didn't make any attempts to me if i thought my life was in danger i'm going to take my chances and i'm going to i'm going to shoot i mean there's no doubt about it if i have time to shoot i'm going to shoot uh but i'm not going to go out there intentionally hunting them you know yeah, we call ourselves yeah. legend hunters but that's just you know we look at a lot of different things, cool stuff, you know, other cryptids, but not as nothing as serious as Bigfoot. Uh, yeah. Dogman is our second, probably. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, we are a no-kill people, so I just want to throw that disclaimer out there. I don't want anybody to think we're out actually out there hunting them for trophies or anything. So that's right, and uh, uh, like I said, it would have to be a life-threatening situation. I'm not, you know. You're, you know, your self-preservation is going to kick in. And if you're armed, you're going to shoot, you know. Uh, but anyway, um, that's not ever our intention. We just want to, my intention is to have that encounter where they're 10 feet from you, GoPro on chest, and this thing's raising his arms, screaming and yelling, hooting, hollering at you before he gets gone. That's ideal. Right. I mean, if you can get catch that video that's clear, there's going to be people that's going to rip it apart too. So basically we're in this just to actually have our own encounter actually see it with our own eyes i know i've been near it i want to see it um but if i can catch that 10 foot video 20 foot video this screaming hollering at me you know with good good size comparisons you know with trees and whatnot um i think it's going to be a lot harder to tear apart than a lot of evidence um well it is and you know unfortunately like i was telling uh, everybody on the show previously it seems like no video or picture is ever good enough for anybody. No. If it's too blurry, it's fake. What is that? If it's yeah. too clear, it's too fake. Look at Todd Standing. That man has caught a heck of a lot of trouble. Uh, bad comments over his photos. I mean, they're, they're so clear. And, uh, 
you know, that, that show he had on Netflix, the one that he caught underneath the tree with the infrared. I don't know if you saw that video or not, but no. uh, you haven't. Uh-uh. Oh, definitely worth checking out. Uh, he's night vision, uh, hiking up this, uh, little, I don't know, look like a little, you know, somewhere in the forest anyway. Uh, he sees one in night vision, infrared standing with his back toward him toward a tree. And you can clearly see it. It looks like hair draped off of it. Um, didn't look like real long hair, maybe three, four inches, maybe, you know, uh-huh. nothing like a horse's mane or anything like that. Uh, but it was standing there. And then all of a sudden he's, you hear him, you hear something hit and then his camera go flying, him go flying. Well, the way he explained that he goes, there was another one flanking him from the side and threw a tree log at him and tuck him out with the camera. And then when he got back up with the camera, put it back on the tree where that other one was, it was gone. And wow. then he went back in the daylight and stood in that same spot and did a comparison side by side on the size difference. And this thing made four of Todd standing. I believe that dude's like six, five in, in probably like two sixty. But, uh, the thing just made him look small from where it was standing. And I was like, how, how do you fake that? You know, it's like, uh, and then, but his, his still photos are just amazing to me. Uh, people say they look like, you know, movie props or whatever. Yeah, they well, made the man there. <laughs> and and think of this: follow the money. Number one, we'll talk about that here in a minute. But I have people that sent me photographs and videos, and they asked me, "Hey, Grizzly, is this real?" Well, number one, I wasn't there. Number two, I didn't take it. So, and that's why I'm a firm believer of people not being negative on other people of what they present because of two things. Number one, if you and I are standing in the woods and we're looking at 30 yards in the bush and we actually see something, whether it's Sasquatch or Dogman or any cryptid, and you pull up your camera and take a picture well, unfortunately, the way that sunlight is in the camera lens, it's just going to show up a black shadow. Right. So, you know, I always give people benefit of the doubt. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally always out there running around the middle of the woods drunk at night with that ape suit causing havoc. We all know that. <laughs> that'd be I, I think if it's hunting season that'd be a death wish <laughs> yeah it would be and around my parts of uh kentucky that absolutely would be yeah Dude, my family's I all my family, yeah my family's down from the manchester somerset area oh yeah uh, oh I yeah used to live up in a holler called goose creek down there my mom lived in a place called curry branch um yes yeah, red bird area um, so yeah, I, yeah, you don't go up in those hills messing around if you ain't from there. <laughs> right. You know, and, and footprints, I know, ladies and gentlemen, people fake those all the time, Yeah. but if you have any experience at all with tracks, you can tell a fake from a real, you can, there's certain tributes that you look for. On the impressions that will tell you if it's real or not. And that's the truth. Well, that's absolutely the truth. If you got the right type of mud, like some clay or something, you're going to see dermal ridges if, it, if it's real. That's correct. Like, have you ever found footprints? I am. I found what I thought could possibly be a footprint. Uh, it was kind of a, a cool little deal. I was walking uh, along this creek. I was actually hunting. 
uh, and this pathway came down to the creek, opened up on a sandbar. Well, I'm coming down the sandbar and right in that path, right in the middle of it was one single footprint looked like. I have a picture of that too. It, you couldn't really see the toes real defined. This thing had to be 14, 16 inches long. And, uh, and it was a perfect shape of a foot other than it was really, really big. Uh, so that was one track, like it stepped from one side, hit the middle of the path, stepped to the other side and was gone kind of deal. Uh, that's, that's the cool, that's probably the closest thing to a footprint I can say could possibly be a footprint. So one of the things that I've learned with doing the podcast and interviewing people is that if people don't have practice casting, Always tell them, take your shoes off, find somewhere in the mud or a sandbar and walk all over and practice and practice. Because if you don't, you're going to come across one that's going to be legit. You're going to pour it. And then all of a sudden, you're going to break it while it's coming out of the ground. Yeah. yeah. So, Dry times are going to very big time. Yeah. Versus what soil is, um, you know, what the weather conditions are. Right. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of things you got to think about for sure. Not only that is, you know, you got to clean it up later too. Yeah. Well, I've heard bad theories on that. I mean, far as um, maybe collecting DNA, I've heard that will actually ruin your print. Um, and I can see how, how that's valid, but the normal person doesn't have the funds to send a DNA sample in to... <laughs> you know, to get examined. Cause I think that's no. quite expensive <laughs> no. uh, to really break it down in, in the proper way to define what it is. But, um, you know, one of the things I like about is eDNA. Have you heard of that? Uh, yeah, I've briefly heard about it. I haven't gotten delved too deep into that yet. Um, no. yeah. eDNA, it, to me, it looks like a motorcycle gas filter. I, I can never get my camera right. It's always the opposite. Right. But they got they got it to where they can go to any river, creek, stream, lake, anything with water in it, and they siphon the water for 45 or 75 seconds, and they can tell you every animal, creature that either walked through there, urinated, or lives in that water. And usually when they come back, it's usually 98% human and 2% unknown. I'm like, well, there you go. There's your evidence. Right. You know, and or it comes back unconclusive. Well, the reason why it comes back unconclusive is because they can't match anything that's on the world database that the scientist says it exists. Right. That's your proof. Or it comes back uh, human mother or uh, an unknown father. Uh, right. Like that. Yeah. Right. Now, I have a team out west. They're fortunate enough to hook up with a veterinarian, a veterinarian that only charges $269 to test DNA samples. And eDNA, you can take dirt out of the footprint and test it. That's how advanced it is. And I don't know if Bo's still on here. Bo was explaining me, and I haven't researched it yet. But they can take eDNA out of the air now. Now, you know, technology is blowing my mind, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually, years ago, we were in horse and buggies. 
<laughs> right. Yeah, you know? I think I actually heard about that. I think it was the Olympic project using that uh, around the nest they found or something like that. I think it was, yeah. it was actually called environmental DNA or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. That's, yeah, why, it's like, yeah, that's why it's eDNA. When you yeah. said every animal's been through that, I said that clicked. I said, yeah, I seen them uh, going to do that out there. And I'm actually going out there uh, next May uh, to the Olympic Peninsula and spending a week. Uh, which going? Oh, that's pretty, awesome! Pretty cool. I see. I figured if I have a good chance of seeing Bigfoot, this is the best chance ever. You know. Yeah. So, and, uh, and usually, people that go out and look, usually they come across them by accident. You right. know. So yeah, I think so. Yeah, most of the stories you hear, they're either moved into a new house and stuff starting to happen weird, or they're just hiking through the woods, being really quiet, and run into them, or sitting around the campfire just enjoying yep. the evening and, and or just crawling curious yeah 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 i think so i think they're curious yeah. of what we're up to for sure i do believe they're a flesh and blood creature but where they're from i i couldn't say and some <laughs> people say that they're not which everybody has their own opinions and theories like you said nobody's an expert absolutely but i said follow the money earlier we're going to touch bases on that here in a minute but expedition bigfoot Everybody watches that show mostly, and uh, especially a lot of people interview. And uh, they were in, I forgot what location, what state, but anyways, they ran across an older guy. They, the older guy was like, What are you doing out here? Do you have permits to be out here? Yes, we're doing a documentary, blah blah blah. We're we are recording, but we're gonna blow your face out. And he was showing them pictures of Bigfoot's nest up in trees and on the ground. And I had some part of California on the edge, bordering other states or something. And uh, so word got out and the government exercised eminent domain and confiscated 3,000 acres. It's a sanctuary. And they put up a fence with barbed wire sticking out this way. There we go. Yeah. It's out. Things out, not in. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's you know. uh, <laughs> a. It seems like the government has a hand in a lot of different things like that. Not only Bigfoot. I mean, you hear about that kind of same scenario all the time in treasure hunting world. Yes, you do. Yeah, and to me, if you're out in the ocean and you find a sunken ship and you got $300 million in gold, that's yours to me. Man, that's the country. <laughs> yeah, they want, uh, I guess there's a finder's keeper law like 80-20 or something like that. You get 80%, they get 20%. Well, and I tell you, I probably just won't say anything, take it and melt it down, and that way nobody can prove anything. <laughs> I know it's worth more money like it is, but. Sure. Start making jewelry. <laughs> yeah, right. But, yeah. you know, when I say the government has a hand in a lot, look at the lumber industry. This is where follow the money comes into play. Yeah. Remember a while back, so many years, they found that spotted owl? Oh, yeah. And, oh, my gosh, they had to shut the lumber company down. They lost millions of dollars. They sanctioned on how many acres of land to save this spotted little wooden owl and everything and the lumber company lost millions of dollars and so forth oh, and yeah. you know and i'm thinking okay bigfoot exists we all know 
I don't care if you think or think they don't. They do. Right. There's too much evidence. But let's say that the American government acknowledges Bigfoot exists. What would happen to the lumber company? What would happen to our toilet paper, our paper towels, our furniture, framing houses, cardboard, all that? Don't know that they could shut all that down. You know, Um, that's I'm not saying they would, but they would set a lot of it to a side. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's probably a big stall in a lot of things. uh, Yeah. uh, If they were to say it was some kind of unknown primate living out there. Oh, man. But then again, like I said, you know, how are you going to block off an area for these things to stay and expect them to stay there? I mean, they're going to wonder about like they normally would. I, I think I think you need to carry on business as usual at that point. I don't think trying to, you know, stunting the country's economy over um, for them being there. I don't think that's really the right thing to do. I mean, I did it was just my out. opinion. Uh, but I, I think that I think they want business to go on as usual. So where do you I mean, where do you draw the line to say, OK, what area is theirs? What area is ours to continue on? Uh, I think, you know, I really honestly believe I, I, I mean, I don't know how they I don't know how they could make that work, stunt the whole country like that and and make these places, uh, these things a place to live. But, you know, they're wandering well, around wherever they want to, just like we do. Um, I, I, at first I thought the same thing. I said, man, this is going to affect everything. People are going to quit going in the woods. So there goes your camping. They're going to quit hunting. There goes your guns, your ammo, your gear. There goes your fishing. I said, then I got thinking, you know, Democrats for that. Sorry. I didn't mean to bring <laughs> up politics, but <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't, I know, I, like I said, you know, people experience these things, but they experience it one time in 40, 50 years. Uh, so I don't know it's going to deter that many people from doing, carrying on their daily routines as, you know, as far as going in the woods and stuff. Uh, you know, if they put out a warning, say, yeah, there is a killer Bigfoot here. Yeah, that's going to deter, deter some people. Uh, but I don't think you're ever going to hear that come out of anybody's mouth, you know, as far as the government goes, uh, even if they were to acknowledge they're real. Well, um, and then, like I said, that's a what if, you know, what, right, what right. you and I are talking about. Sure. What what could happen, what could not happen, we don't know. We yeah. really don't. We're, right. we're speculating. Well, now, when it comes to follow the money, it's not only the lumber companies, how much things that we use paper-wise and building-wise and furniture and whatever else. You know, let's talk about the national and state force. Yep. Look at that billion-dollar industry. Right. You know, there was a a killer Bigfoot and who's your national. Nobody be in there. (laughs) You know, I don't live too far from the Appalachian Trail from Lexington. Yep. You know, you look at missing people from there. You look at missing people from Yosemite. Oh, yeah. Yellowstone. And Alaska. Yeah, yeah, a whole village. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think a couple of years ago, it was 60,000 plus. I don't know what it is now, you know, but 
a, a gentleman I was on the show, and he was debating me on how people go missing. And I don't argue. We can have a, a civil debate. Mm-hmm. So we started out at 100%. And he would say, well, people go out and commit suicide. Okay, to be fair, I'll give you 10% of that. I'd probably think that's an over, over <laughs> too much yeah. percent, but well, I get you. it is, but I was, I was being generous. Sure. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Man, well, people fall through the ice. Okay. I'll give you 8% on that. And no matter how we chopped it down, we, we always come up with either 50 or 55% unexplained. Unexplained, right. You know, and we're talking about people that are missing with camping gear, tents, hunting gear, rifles, bicycles, whatever else they have with no trace. Experienced woodsmen, you know, go vanished, you know, go. They They do. Yeah. Just like those two older gentlemen that went hunting a couple years ago. They were not even a hundred yards apart. And he, that guy said, I'm going to sit on that tree, tree right there. Yep. And the other guy said, I'm going to walk down here about 100 yards, and I'm going to find me a place, and I'll sit right there. And time went by, and he got on the radio, and he and he didn't hear anything. And it got later and everything like that. And uh, he finally walked down there, and he wasn't there. And then he called for help, and then they looked for days. Couldn't find a trace. Right. So, you know, it, it makes you wonder, you know, then, then you look at, uh, for example, those group of people jogging and that woman out front on the Appalachian trail and the woman wasn't that far out front. She was just like maybe 15, 20 feet. She turned the corner, then everybody else turned the corner and she was gone. Yeah. That quick. Right. Right. Okay. So hey, what happened to her? Exactly. You know, some people said that they, uh, well, maybe she walked into a portal. Oh, I don't know that. She she could have. You know, but what about the other people from the other parks, national parks, Alaska? You know, I mean, I know Alaska has a high suicide rate because they're because of the weather and they're and they're trapped indoors, not able to get out and do things. I understand that it's sad. But no matter how you slice the pie, it's still unexplainable. Now, we can, we can theorize all day long that Sasquatch had a hand in it. Uh, what's that guy's name? I wish Mr. Blanton was on. Uh, Feral Man of the Appalachians. Have you ever oh, heard yeah, of that? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, he's disfigured like the movie that the hills have eyes. Yeah, yeah, you know? there's uh, lots of, you know, I've heard several reports, you know, seeing these feral people up in the Appalachians. Yeah, so, you know, you take that in consideration, you take dog man, you know, and it's like, where do you cut the pie for what you think each person or what is involved? And no matter how you cut it, you still have some left that you cannot explain. Yeah, I, don't know. I agree with that 100%. You know, yeah, you, know, you can you can't contribute some of those missing persons to different things, like you said, but not all of it can be explained. And, no, 
I mean, look look at that boy that was gone for three days and he was returned. He was like, Mommy, Daddy, a bear took care of me. Yeah. And it's like, wrong answer. The bears were hibernating. And number two, the bears would eat you. So what does that leave you with? Well, people <laughs> was like, well, I don't know. Well, I know. Bigfoot. What else are you going to contribute to? Right. The kid's trying to explain to you who he was with or what he was with for three days that took care of him, kept him warm, and then yeah, returned yeah. him. Yeah, that's <laughs> I definitely, I don't, I don't think it was a bear. Like you said, yeah. uh, I know exactly what story you're talking about. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, that, that wasn't a bear that did that, <laughs> you know, and then how to get that's all right. back. The bear's not going to know where to take this kid. No. Uh, and I really do believe the bear would probably eat the child. Yeah, most likely, you know. Yeah. Maybe a and black plus, bear might like just said, leave it or something, but yeah. a grizzly or something's going to eat it. Yeah. And yeah. like I said, it was the wrong time of year. They were hibernating. So, you know, yeah, but yeah. science has always told us what to believe in. Science has always told us what does exist and what does not exist. Scientists have taught us what we heard, we did not hear. What we seen, we did not saw or unseen. But then you got stuff washing up on beaches and you got people with pictures and videos and footprints and all this other evidence. You know, there's stuff happening out in the world that A, is unexplainable. Right. 100%. Oh, here it comes, ladies and gentlemen. Grizzly's going to bring up religion. They hate when I do that sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, you go back into the book of the Bible, and this is no disgrace for anybody's religions, faith, anything in there. I'm a firm believer in the Bible. But there are books that are missing out of that Bible. Yep. You know, uh, Enoch, the John. That's the big one, I think. And some other ones. Now, who took those out of the books were human beings. Yep, 100%. Human beings made the Bible what it is today. Yeah, it's been translated, retranslated, republished. I mean, how much of it is actually what was really written? And and we're not discounting anybody's faith or... No, not at all. Jesus or God, we're not discounting the word that's in, written in Scripture at all. We're just we're stating the facts. Now, God has said, and this is where I'm trying to get a Catholic priest that works in the paranormal on my team, which I think I got one. He just responded one in a meeting with me, which would be so awesome. I want somebody to be able to recite what I'm saying so people can go back and look at it in Scripture as reference. But God said in the Bible, he made creatures seen and unseen. Yep. And it also further states somewhere in the Bible, I don't know if it's in Genesis or whatnot, I'm not very good with that right now, but he tossed out a third of his angels out of heaven. Now, he did not say he cast those angels into hell. He said he casted them out of heaven. Now, from my understanding, some of them turned to flesh and blood. 
and some of them were still spiritual. I could be wrong. I could be stating it wrong. But are those the watchers that the Bible's referring to that we hear about in other civilizations? Yeah, I, does not exist. Right. Yeah, I look. I've looked at the Bible stuff pretty deep and starting to look into it even deeper. Uh, you know, toward the end, there's there's supposed to be an uprise of you know um, what is it the um, uh, the rise of many beasts or something like that. I can't remember right. exactly what right. it was. Right. Uh, so you know that really gets you thinking because I grew up in church my whole life. Um, I, I don't participate in church, but I still believe that there is a God. Um, but, um, I, so me not participate in church leads to me say, Hey, you know, my theory is obey the big 10 and you're good. <laughs> you know, nowadays I've grown older. Um, I think that's, you know, that might not be what everybody agrees with, but, you know, it's the way I live my life about, you know, you'll buy those 10 and that's, that's where you want to be. You know, that's just, it's just common sense. Really, you're just trying to be a good person, you know, all the way around. Um, but the, the, get into the Nephilim and angels mating with human women and creating, I, I think it, I think that's how it went. Angels mated with human women and created yeah. the Nephilim. Yeah. Um, if you look at that cave in Peru, uh, you could probably argue that that could be correct. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I think they're called yes. the what the Paraca skulls or something like that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, but these things fit fit what a Bigfoot looks like. Uh, conical head, red hair on a lot of them. Um, well, and, and it's and like 25 percent bigger than a human's head, or something like that. Yeah, and, and, and at first, when I was growing up, scientists said that they wrapped the baby's head to elongate that to mimic right. the gods or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But now they're saying they don't have that suture that runs a certain way in the brain or the skull. I can't remember what it's called. Right. Okay. So you take all that information, base it off the Bible, which are facts, because every religion states almost the same thing in every culture that we look at. Am I correct? Yep. As far as I know. I mean, yeah, they're all similar. Friends, yeah, they do. Now, with that being said, the Indians were having problems with the elongated skull people with red hair. They called them giants, mm -hmm. which we don't know if they were Bigfoots or not, but they got tired of them coming and stealing their women and children and killing them and eating them and whatever else they did with them. Right. So one night when they were all in the cave, they put all this brush in front of it. Yep. Just stacked it up and lit it on fire and they killed every one of them by smoke inhalation. You know, and they found all the bodies, what, 15, 20 years ago or something? Something like that. Yeah, that was yeah. that was interesting. Um, yeah. You know, and, and they found many bodies, you know. And I want to say that was Navajo tribes that that happened to. Is that what it was? I believe it was Navajo. Yeah. And, uh, and now people are looking at the long, he skulls and they're 
they do like the police do. They can take a skull and they can fill it in and they can actually show you what the person looked like. And they're doing that and it looks like Bigfoot. I'm not saying it right. is. Right, yeah. But, and those skull, another thing about those skulls is that the 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 brain mass in them would have been, I, I want to say, is like 15 or 20% more than the humans too. Yeah. Even with cranial deformation like that, you can't control the inside mass of the skull. So, I mean, you got caves full of these, uh, cave full of these things that are way bigger than a human that match all the details. So, you know, it's kind of hard to discount that. Uh, I think, it, I, but you, that's what I'm saying. There's just so many different ways you can look at this and every different way somebody has a good argument for it. You know, it's they like, always, they always will because nobody's an expert and everything's a theory. Yeah. What but, I found really interesting is out West, you know, it, it the way it's looked out out west is, uh, you know, it, it's different than what we hear on the east. So it seems like it's almost older in the west to me. Uh, you right. hear about the Native Americans battling these things. Uh, even in Oklahoma, there's actually a, uh, a county named Lafleur County. Uh, you can look that up. It, it was, uh, I believe he was some sort of Native American, but he was with the U.S. Cavalry or something like that. And these things were doing that. And they dispatched this cavalry unit to go take care of it. And I suppose, you know, the legend is that the battle took place and Lafleur ran straight into battle. And one of these things took a swipe at him and took his head off with one, one swipe. Oh, I believe uh, it. So, it, you know, to name a whole county after somebody like that, that that legend supposedly happened to, it, you know. Uh, and then you get the, like you said, that cave. I think, was that cave uh, where they burn them? Was that in New Mexico? Yes. That is I correct. thought it was, Yeah. Uh, but what happened to all the bodies after that? You know, they what they just disappeared, right? <laughs> well, and that brings me up to the giants. Even in the Bible, it said we walked among the giants. Right. And you look at David and Goliath. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember the last guy on the show remembered the guy back in the early 1900s. The guy was almost nine foot tall. I can't remember his name. And people were always standing next to him taking pictures. And he was so big, he had to walk on a cane, you know. Right. That's his body mass. But I think he's still the Guinness Book of World Records holder. Yeah. yeah. And my philosophy, and I'm not saying it's right, is that it skipped generations, those genes, into his, his time when he was born. Mm -hmm. You know, it states we walked among the giants in the Bible. We find skeletons back in the 1800s, right. early 1900s. That were in Eastern Kentucky, even. Yeah, anywhere yeah. between eight to 12 foot tall with right. double rose teeth. And back then, they would take pictures of them they were in a casket or laying up against a sheet of wood or whatever and show a difference between a regular human and these skeletons. And then they go back and try to find the skeletons and they're gone. Right. Whoa, There's probably we're, 25 of them in the Smithsonian Institute, 10 levels down or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, where, where are they? You yeah. Know? yeah. You hear about that. Every time they find one, it, 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 it turns into uh, a hoax or something, or, it, you know, there was never nothing there. Well, why is this picture here then? You know, I've seen a lot of those pictures, you know, 
people standing beside these giant skeletons. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. And, you know, unfortunately, the government tells us what we need to know, what we don't need to know, and so forth, and what what other powers to be that are involved, which I have no clue. Right. But when things disappear like that, there was a show that was on TV, I think it was a year or two ago, with two Masons, uh, masonry people. I think they were cousins, and they were on the trail of huge skeletons. And they went back in history, and they found locations where the skeletons were found, who found them, the family members that had them, and so forth. And, and I think it, I think on the fifth show, it disappeared off TV. Oh, wow. <laughs> Just vanished. And I mean, I was all up into it. I, if I'd have seen that, I would have been too. I mean, you I'd know, because episode. they were going and they were asking like, hey, you know, your grandfather had this skeleton. You know, what happened to it? Oh, it was, well, Smithsonian took it. They go to the Smithsonian and like, we don't have no record of that, you know, but they were asking certain questions out of certain people and certain officials. It was, it, it really kept your attention focused. Yeah. I'd but say then, then that night that I was waiting for it to come on and it didn't come on and I'm like, what in the hell? Then I tried to Google it and I couldn't find nothing. I'm like, oh, well, what the hell happened? It had good ratings. Isn't that strange? Yeah. <laughs> well, for give you another example, Independence Day with Will Smith. Yep. A lot of people don't know that the government scrubbed the transcript of that movie 13 times before it was released. No kidding. So what was taken out that they don't want us to know that was in that movie? Yeah, <laughs> that's a great point, right? You know, I mean, why is the government getting involved in production films? Uh, they, uh, I think a lot of it is numbing you to certain topics like Bigfoot, the paranormal. Um, just, you know, let's feed them a bunch of this. Feed it, feed it, feed it, feed it. It's all pretend. It's, it's make-believe until you actually run across something. <laughs> And, and and that's true, right? And we have all these shows on now. The Haunted Woods, the Haunted Forest, the Paranormal This, Go Show This, Go Show That. And a lot of it's entertainment, I understand. Some of it's real. It's like a fishing show. You know, right. they will show a guy fishing, catching fish every 30 seconds. Right. But in reality, it took them two or three days just to catch that fish or that many fish and cram it into a half-hour session. Right. That's exactly right. So, you know, people need to understand that. And I have talked to people that have witnessed Bigfoot, and they are so traumatized by it. They have been diagnosed with PTSD. Yes. Because they cannot wrap their mind and understand what they saw. And they are so terrified. A, they don't go back in the woods. They don't go hunting anymore. Yep. And when they get near woods, they freak out. Yep. I, and and I tell them, all you got to do is call your psych doctor and tell them you want Prozosin. They're like, well, how do you know that? Because I'm on it. 
I got PTSD. Mm -hmm. It keeps nightmares and horrors away from you at night most of the time. And it works. It comes in five or ten milligrams. So, or two. Two and five. But, you know, it's it really affects a lot of people. I've talked to people in the service. You know, they have witnessed Sasquatch on bases while they're shooting live rounds. Right. Yep. And they're like, who the hell is this guy walking down range or we're sitting <laughs> here firing off live rounds? Cease fire, cease fire. I know four bending wouldn't have been a wise idea. <laughs> yeah. And then they get in the spotting scope. They're like, that's not a person. You know? So it's it's real interesting. It, and when I say nobody's an expert, the reason why I say that is because there's so many theories out there. You know, uh, my belief is nobody should brainwash anybody into their belief. We're not the SS. You know, mm -hmm. how do you explain things like we talked about disappear in front of your eyes or the tracks end? You know, to me, that could be not a flesh and blood creature. That could be something spiritual or mystical. Right. You know? But, yeah, you hear about Bigfoot having black eyes sometimes where you can't see anything. I mean, a lot right. of things, you know, there's there's a lot of things that happen right along with demonic possession. Uh, that's pretty strange. If you, I mean, you can look at it that way too. If they could be a paranormal thing, but... Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. And, and and that's the thing is, you know, you have to believe people that come forward with their encounters because I have interviewed so many people and talked to so many people and heard hearsay, which is not from them, but from somebody else, their encounters. That matches somebody else across the United States that don't know each other, had the same encounter, the same thing happened. You know, how do you explain that? Right. You know? The ones, the eyewitness counters that really fascinate me are people that are not even into Bigfoot. And all of a sudden they see one and they hear about a show. Well, this is a safe place where you tell your experience. Um, and those shows are great. There's, you know, there's, a good handful of them that I'm aware of that I listen to constantly um, where there is no judgment for the people. And that's a, that's a good thing. Cause we're going to get a lot better information. Uh, you know, I mean, how are you going to, there's, you know, they, everybody wants to discount it, but how do you discount, you know, lawyers, judges, doctors, uh, cops, um, run of the mill people. I mean, there's some big straight laced people that do not make up nonsense that have seen this stuff that are coming out with their stories now. So as far as, you know, officers getting in trouble for speaking of Bigfoot, I think if you're in an area where Bigfoot might be uh, big, a big thing that they know they're there in that area, I think that's going to be your biggest worry is you're for an officer in that area and you're talking about it. But I think it's gotten so big that people are either into it now or they're just totally laugh at you in your face or, you know, just, uh, he's just, you know, whatever. It's just his thing. Uh, I don't think it goes as, I don't think um, like a cop in Indianapolis, if he's talking about, he saw Bigfoot running down 46th street here. Um, 
you know, yeah, they might want to do a psych, psych evaluation on them. Right. Uh, it, but if you're down on White River or something, uh, patrolling down White River and see something like that, you know, or if he just wants to be a researcher, I don't think it's going to be as frowned upon as anymore because it is becoming a very known topic nowadays. It's being more well-spoken. And we're getting more and more sightings, you know, and that's, you know, we're going back to, you know, the Bible uh, parts where the beast are rising and whatnot. I mean, that could honestly explain why there is an uptick in sightings or maybe just people are just paying more attention in the wilderness now or when they're out and about mm-hmm. and, and just being more aware of the surroundings, maybe we are, why it's happening. Or maybe there's just an increase of creep, creatures coming out. Um so, you know, you can go any way you want to with it, you know, is what way fascinates you. And, um, you know, like I said, I'm not out trying to prove it to anybody. And I would love to prove it to my family just just because all the ribbon I've gotten over that. But uh, right. I, don't really, I don't really feel I need to prove it to anybody. I want to see it. I want to have that experience. And I, I spend I spent so much money on this going from, you know, right. down to the LBL, Daniel Boone National Forest. We go down there. You know where that is. Uh, you know, who's your dad? I mean, we spend almost every weekend in the wilderness in some in some fashion, uh, and, you know, in hopes of actually getting to have our encounter with this thing. And I think, it, you know, honestly, I think once I have an encounter with it, that's going to be about the end of it. Uh, then oh, you know, no. you're going to thirst for more. <laughs> you know, I just I just really want to have that where I can actually see one. Like I said, I know I've been I just feel that I've been so close to these things and not got to see it. I, I almost feel right. robbed at this point, you know. Uh, you just remember the term buck fever? Yeah, absolutely. You're going to have Bigfoot fever. <laughs> so. I don't, you know, after I see it, though, I don't see much of a point going, you know, going back out there even in bothering it, you know. Let me go in the woods, do my thing, hunt, hunt my deer, hunt my turkey, do my fishing. Leave me alone. I'll leave you alone. Oh, you uh, say that you, now. Huh? I said, you said that now, just like everybody else. Once you have your encounter, man, you're like, what in the hell? I I got to get more evidence. I got to get photographs, videos, you know, man. You know, this yeah, is but great. then you start thinking, you know, what's all that going to do for you? You know, you're going to get heckled, like I said, unless you got groups like you that are out there and some other people, you know. It, it, you know, honestly, it would be the biggest excitement I get about it is hearing the stories. I, I love hearing people's encounters. I mean, yes. I, I just feel you get so much information out of that. And you can obviously, I mean, most of the time you can obviously tell who's who's not, you know, on the straight and narrow about what they're saying. Um, but it's the ones where their voice is trembling and they're in tears telling it, reaccounting their stories or relive, reliving it again. And those are the ones that really grab me. Um just because there's so much authenticity to the way they're acting about their encounter is you can't discount that, man. You gotta be a one crazy, you gotta be a good actor. I, I feel to pull that off. Right. And I, I just don't buy that many people are, are lying about what they have seen. There's no way. Well, I'll tell you this. I have one hell of a screening process to get on my show. Yeah. And I'm the one that reached out to you. I did my homework on you. I did my research on you, you know, through uh, social media and so forth. I understood where you stand. I understood some of your beliefs, which brings me up to this point. 
Uh, right now, I have three groups. Bigfoot, the paranormal, Bigfoot with aliens and so forth. Then I have the ghost and the paranormal. And I sent you that link. Did you see it? Yeah, I seen a link on there. I hadn't had a chance to open it up yet, but I will. It, uh, I couldn't sleep one night. It was past 6 a.m. in the morning. And I kept thinking to myself, I'm a member of a hundred or 905 groups. You know, now yeah. that's not all paranormal stuff. Don't get me sure. wrong. But I cannot keep up with all that in my feed. There's a lot of stuff I don't see. Right. But one thing I like to see is people's evidence. Oh, I love to hear EVPs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Man, if you got a growl or a howl, I want to hear it, you know? I have one, something that's really cool. <laughs> see what I'm saying? Yep, this, yep. Now, this is now this is my point. So I sat there, and I kept thinking, the community should be, as a whole, in helping each other and sharing their encounters with other members of other groups and saying, this is what we have done, this is what we have found, and vice versa. Because not only that, you're going to pick up some tools that they use you may put that in your toolbox and, and it may work for you while you're out in the woods and exactly. vice versa. So not only are you sharing your knowledge and, and your evidence, you know, number one, I never judge anybody's evidence. Number one, I wasn't there. Number two, I never, I didn't take the video or, or picture. So, and in my groups, like I said earlier, I'm a firm believer, no negativity, no bullying, no nothing. And not even an emoji. If you don't believe in it or don't like it, scroll on. That's all I ask. Yeah, there's a lot of things on Facebook. You don't necessarily have to look at this thing. <laughs> no, because once you do that to little Johnny, then somebody else is going to see how they treated little Johnny for coming forward. I'm like, well, hell with that. Look how much they downgraded him, made fun of him, calling him a liar, and he fabricated all this evidence. You know, I don't want people to think that about me. No, so I not took at all. that consideration as well. So I made each group that I have to where you can post anonymously in the group to where nobody knows who you are. So that way you can come forward and post anything you want, stories, uh, encounters, pictures, video, whatever you want. Throw it out there. And if you don't want people to know who you are, just slide the button. Yep. So I made that an opportunity. But also, when I couldn't sleep, I thought about how groups don't communicate. So I came up. My face ID is not working. There we go. I came up with the group, Share Your Evidence, Podcast, EVPs, Footprints, Howls, and Growls. That's the group's name. And the reason why I started that a week and a half ago, and it seems like it's working, is for people like you that go out in the field, boots on the ground, and gather evidence, whether it's audio, visual, 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 you know, you have a place to where you can go and put that and not be number one ridicule, but also let other researchers see what you have collected and done 
and like whatever you got audio recorded, hopefully you use that group and put it on there because people go ape nuts over that stuff. I love EVPs. You know, I love to hear it howls and growls because, you know, some of them are similar, some of them are different and it just fascinates me. But that's how I came up with that group. And that was my intention of that group to help everybody to come together as a whole and share everything together and help each other. Whether it works or not, it's out of my hands. I have no control. But so far, it seems like it's working. And I was going to say, I got wrapped up in that thought about staying up that night, couldn't sleep. That's awful. My mind went blank. Sorry. Right. Uh, you, you, you should never try to convince somebody of what you believe in on a theory because we don't know in real life. Scientists either don't want to prove or scientists maybe don't want to deal with it right now and they know it existed or they know they exist for whatever reason. But each encounter is different. Yeah. They're not the same. And some of the things that happens in encounters in each genre of that paranormal, Bigfoot, Dogman, there's a lot of things that actually coincide with each other in all three topics and more, even the, even getting into alien stuff. So yeah, I don't see that you can discount anything <laughs> at all uh, until whoever says it's time for us to know what it is. We're not going to know. Um, we can all have our own theories. I think the big, you know, I tried something similar to what you were talking about, having everybody come in and put evidence in and and try to figure out as a group, a collective to, to get evidence together to, to figure out what this thing actually is. Um, I actually was going to call it Unified Crypto Hunters of America. Um, but that never, I never really did get that going. So it's awesome that somebody else thought of something very, very similar. Uh, I think the biggest reason um, you're, I don't think you're going to get a lot of the top names helping you out on that. Uh, you know, big names in the Bigfoot world. You know, I think there's a lot of money being made. What's that? Don't matter to me. I interviewed people before that's big. It's been on TV. Yeah, Yeah. I I just think there's a lot of, but everybody wants to be the one that's right. You know, that is correct. So they're not going to give you any more information. Years and I'm an expert. I know what I'm talking about. No, you're not. You just have a lot of encounters or a lot of experiences. Yeah, you Um, know, I have trouble with the ones that are saying, you know, you got to, I've had 10 experiences in two years. <laughs> Seems a little bit far-fetched sometimes. Well, I tell you now, I've got some people that will knock your socks off with, with their encounters. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, sometimes it's hard to keep a straight face, but then I wonder, you know, what if, you know, the things exist, you know, how far do you think? that things don't exist or don't happen. Where does it stop? We don't know. We don't know. You really don't. And and that's what kills me about it is that we don't know and we don't have the scientists behind us helping us to find out the truth. Nope. Hinder that's not help. That's the sad part. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, 
And we have people that are well prepped in the field, well educated with classes and degrees in the field when it comes to, you know, archaeology and primates and stuff like that. But they're still not experts. Nope. <laughs> you know, like a, like a, a pretty popular podcaster says, uh, you don't have one in your garage studying it. <laughs> You're right. You're right. And that's the same. Um, you don't know. Nope. Nobody Maybe does. Maybe know the truth. Yeah. But I, until I, then, I, we'll keep on thinking what we see and theorize what we believe in. Yeah, it makes it fun, right? Absolutely. I don't take it too serious. You know, you lose friends when you take it too serious. Yeah, well, that's why I got the groups I made that are out there. Hopefully, they use them as tools and resources. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it from the one and only. One of the good guests of the shows this afternoon, this evening. But unfortunately, it's that time again where I must move on to the next show. So, if you want to be on my show, all you have to do is email me at grizzly. The paranormal at gmail.com. Once again, that's grizzly. The paranormal at gmail.com. Thank you, all the admins and moderators, for letting me go live in the group. Greatly appreciate it. All much love to everybody. I really do. Uh, any ad, any uh, admins or moderators are always welcome to come live on the show. So what do you think, Mr. Mills? I think it was uh, awesome. Appreciate you guys having me. Um, hope the show was good. Uh, you know, I think I, it was excellent. I don't Matter of fact, we're, we're going you know? to have to bring you back. There's, oh, there's much more to talk about. You, you, oh, man, we can talk for days. <laughs> yeah, I got to have you back. So in the next two or three weeks, let's get together and find a date. Let's do it. You know, and if you're ever live or, or not live, but out there in the field doing an investigation or something, you want to go live, call me up, man. I fire up my laptop. Done do deal. It. I will. Done deal. No, let the people see. That's hey, right. I want everybody see to see anything, but you see what's going on. But wouldn't that right. be something if you capture something while we were live? Oh, man. That'd be uh, earth shaking, I think, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. But if you have a chance, look at that link I sent you and please share your information, especially the howls and growls or whatever. And I meant to tell you, too, before I let you go is that uh, I found out by a guest on the show that uh, actually a Bigfoot track, right? Mm-hmm. Every two inches is a foot on Bigfoot inside that track. Every, every two inches of the size of the track is how tall he is? How tall he is is a foot. So... Mm-hmm. People so didn't believe me. I didn't believe it and I hear people jumping up off their chairs, getting to their karaoke cabinets. They hear that aluminum tape measure banging and cranking, and like, oh my god, I can't believe this! <laughs> you know, and 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 like I tell people, measure your feet, measure your own feet. Right, you'll be surprised how accurate that is. 
Yeah, so that's that's, uh, that's very interesting. <laughs> well, that's a tool you can take with you. I'm gonna go get me a tape measure right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy, Mister Mills, I gotta let you go. All right, thank you for everybody, coast to coast and around the world. Until a second from now, from our next show, I'll see you then. Have a good evening, everybody. Thank you, Mister Mills. Thank you. See you.